0: And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince. I'm here with my co-host Stevie D. Stevie D. We're we're a little late kicking this one off, right? We're not only 24 hours late. But we're also thirty minutes late. Uh so we're just we're just late all the way around. But you know, I maybe it's because you know we have all these insiders calling us all over the place saying we you know, you guys gotta talk about this story, you guys gotta talk about that story. I don't know what it is, but uh, you know, it's good to be back on, right? We want to want to kind of keep the streak going, keep the streak alive. Um, and plus we're getting closer and closer weeks. to this to the kickoff of the NFL season. And obviously that kickoff is going to be my Buffalo Bills versus your New York Jets.
1: Yes, well, it's actually two what, two weeks from today, or is it? Yeah, two weeks from today, the NFL kicks off on Thursday Night Football I under the Chiefs lines. And then the game that all matters to everybody is the Monday Night Football clash of the Titans of the East. Um So we'll see if it leads up to the hype. See what I did there?
0: I, I did. I saw how you tried to put in your old original name of Titans. I I, I saw what you did
1: with the right. ugliest jerseys of all time. And there were some ugly ones back in the day. But man, <laughs> that navy blue and gold—it's not even like a true gold color. I don't know. I don't, I I. That's back when they had like three colors. I think there was only three colors in 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 the in the country at that time, and uh, not good.
0: I, I would say something a little different as far as the color scheme, but you know, this is a family show, so you know we'll we'll just gonna leave it at that. You you made a good you made a good change, right? And and also you made the change of moving to New Jersey, so that that really helps. So you know it's gonna be New York versus New Jersey. That that'll be interesting in this one as well.
1: This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with, folks
0: so all right uh we're going to continue our tradition though right our tradition has been to um kind of recap review hard knocks and stevie d unfortunately the the ownership of this one and, and rightly so because it is about training camp with aaron Rodgers. uh what we're going to do is we're going to toss that over to you uh i i do need to blame um the, the friends from partner one Um, (laughs) our our friends from partner one uh, came to town and uh, you can see the partner one logo on our website, owsports.net but they came to town uh, for a little meet and greet and uh, a lot of, a lot of meeting and a lot of greeting, probably less meeting than greeting uh, which is, you know, Maybe she go on OW Sports After Dark. Oh, a new Cleco jersey. Oh, look at that.
1: Jets, Is it signed? Uh, leg- le- Jets Legacy. Let's see. Uh, they were unveiling against Buffalo.
0: You got to send that to him to say, hey, can you please put a pin to Jersey for me, please? That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. But, so, Stevie uh, no. D, hard knocks. What yeah. what did they do? Or did, was it still the Aaron Rodgers show? Well, I mean, of course,
1: Aaron Rodgers is going to be part of the show, and he was uh he wasn't as big as he was in the first two weeks, right? So I think the the Aaron Rodgers love fest has calmed down finally in episode three. Um, I thought they did a really good piece on Garrett Wilson again. Um, the the rookie show bounced back, um, and the rookie tight end Cap uh, did a, a rap show, and I can tell you the jet players were all in love with that uh, rap song. I I don't know the name of the song, but he had everybody uh, standing up uh, doing the show, you know, doing the uh, limp syncing. So uh, it was good. Um, You know, they covered the fights with Tampa. uh,
0: Did they talk about the coach who? No,
1: no, they did not cover the coach at all. At all. Uh, They, they showed, you know, Aaron Rodgers being a peacemaker, Trying to tell people you want to go fight and come fight me, you know. Try to get people to stay away from the pile. Um, and uh, it was a funny story about Aaron Rodgers with Robert Sala's son, which I thought was interesting. And they, I guess they were they were playing around, and and uh, and his son got a good punch of Aaron Rodgers in the face because he, I guess he missed and he punched he punched Aaron Rodgers in the face. So they had a good. Uh, they had a good little take on that. Uh, Damon Woody was in the house this week. Um, and uh, the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, uh, visited
0: uh, uh, Florin Park as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, see, I see you trying to upstage us, but I got a mic drop coming in just a minute. So, you know, we'll, we'll let you continue. I got a mic drop. No pun intended when I say mic drop. So go ahead and continue.
1: Okay, um, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but I guess I'm going to find out here in, in, in a couple of seconds of what may have transpired up in somewhere in Western New York or wherever you guys maybe you guys probably. In, in New in York, you in New York, that's in right. Canada,
0: in New York. That's right, and Canada, Toronto, New, New, New York. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, unfortunately, oh, that's if, why. If, when, when they here, is, here's you. the problem right. with with the educational system is that. You know, those uh, on the Far East in Long Island, unfortunately, they're unaware that, they, you know, they live in this myopic bubble that everything in New York happens in New York City. It, it does. It, 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 and what, that's what, it.
1: Once you go past Schenectady, that's like a whole other country up
0: there. So, and, and see, you know, and, and that's the problem with our school system. I, I think right? we need a
1: passport to go up there. I don't Every, know. Everybody
0: wants to talk about all these other issues. That's not it, Right. We need to focus on let's talk about geography, right? Besides New York City, you have Albany, yet yeah, that's your capital. Yeah,
1: you have Syracuse. That's your capital.
0: Once again, <laughs> then you have Syracuse in, in more central. Then you start going to Western New York, right? And Canada. that's where you, you run into again. Canada, Canada. is a different country. See, once no, that's again, like,
1: that's what
0: that's. What once again, the educational system that we have in New York City and the surrounding areas, because then you get to Rochester and then you get to Buffalo, still part of New York, right? One four two two one is the zip code know. of Windsor. You're connected to
1: Canada and... with some water. Is only separation is maybe some water? I don't
0: know. You know, it, it, it's it's a shame what what happens there. You know, in the eastern part of New York, but. You know, I digress. Anyways, so uh training camp though, you you had you had a, a retirement uh this we, week. we
1: did. We had a retirement, Corey Davis uh retired at the age of twenty-eight. Um you know it's interesting about Corey Davis, he was at camp, but he didn't practice, he really didn't take reps. Obviously something was going on. Um and he, he said he retired for family family reasons. Um so I don't know the whole story there. I think he and part of his speech was, I want to spend more time with, with my family, which is great, right? He, he's made plenty of money in the NFL, and that, that's what he choose to do. But it's interesting, because he was playing on a $10 million contract, non-guaranteed contract, so the Jets could cut him and not pay a penny. They have no dead money, nothing, right? So I, I wonder if the Jets were going to Corey and saying, look, we're going to cut you, right? And then you know, once you get cut, you know it. You're not going to make that $10 million somewhere else. Maybe somebody offers them a flyer at $3 million with incentives to five if you're lucky. And so I think he looked at it as an opportunity to say, I'm going to go home with family. So I wish Corey Davis all the best. Um, he was a class act for the Jets. Um, he never really became that player I think the Jets thought of when they signed him You know, mm-hmm. two, two uh, well, I guess you can call it three, three years ago because he was on a three-year contract um they signed him to be a one he's not a one um i think he's a good compliment as a two uh, but definitely not a one but uh just a tremendous guy
0: and that's uh, interesting though because uh all throughout that period right you had even though it didn't pan out you had denzel Mims, um and you had the other guy name escapes me that you had drafted highly uh wide receiver uh no longer with you who, who else did you you get rid of
1: from a wide, your, who were your Elijah wide receiver,
0: Elijah Moore.
1: Uh, yeah, he was the trade to make up for the Aaron Rodgers trade, right? So he needed a little draft back there in the second round. Um, I And I love Elijah Moore, and I think he's going to do great things in Cleveland. I, I think his – another one with great footwork. Um, I think with Deshaun Watson over there in Cleveland, I, I think they're going to form a good connection together. Um, but um, at the end of the day, Corey Davis – The tough part about it, and Jet fans know it, when we needed that catch, he dropped it, and that that was tough. Um, He couldn't get separation and man-to-man coverage, Um, and it just it just didn't work out. I think the way the Jets thought it was going to be, and um, again, no ill will towards the guy. Um, You know, it just uh, I just hope he enjoys
0: retirement. Fair enough. Fair enough. What, What what about your O line? How are we looking over there? So Dwayne
1: Brown came off the pup uh, yesterday, uh, which is good. Um, he's practicing. Um, um, unless something goes horribly wrong, he's going to be at left tackle. Uh, Makai Bechting, I would be surprised if he's not starting at right tackle week one. Um, and Vera Tucker will be the right guard. The last position up for debate. Who,
0: who, who, who was the tackle that was penciled in pre-camp? At, at tackle then? Because if Dwayne Brown was, was at left. Mitchell.
1: It was Max Mitchell, I think, uh, okay. where they were going for. He, he actually played really well for a rookie, a late-round rookie, uh, but he had some he- real health issues, like a blood clot problem. Um, and he, he went out the last uh, seven weeks of the year. It was serious. It was a really serious um, uh, issue that he ran into. It wasn't like, oh, he tore a muscle or something. He just had some health problems. And he struggled in camp this year. And uh, and maybe that's just getting back in the swing of things being out for so long. Sure. So Mackay took that. But what they were unsure about was if Mackay wasn't ready to go and Max Mitchell wasn't ready to step up, the talks was they're gonna move Vera Tucker, the right tackle, to solve the tackle spot. And then you figure out what you're gonna do for guard, right? For the right guard spot. And uh, uh, and but the last battle position on the offensive line is uh between McGovern and and Tipman, uh, the rookie uh, center that we drafted, um, that we made the trade for uh, Elijah Moore. So that was the Elijah Moore pick, was Tipman. Um, and he's been coming on quite a bit in camp. So my my gut is telling me if I go left to right, it's going to be Dwayne Brown, Lake, Lakeland Tomlinson, Tipman at center, Vera Tucker at right guard, Beckton at the right tackle. Um, and that, that's what we're we'll going in the battle with. Uh, um, and then Dalvin Cook's wife just had the baby, um, so he's going to be uh, coming into camp here um, any day now.
0: You know, uh, it's all about timing. Again, we talked about this. This, this should have been done well in advance. I, you Delvin, you know, you have to focus. You and and obviously he's not focused. You that know, may have been with the Vikings. Saw. I,
1: I have to give myself credit. Um, I have to give my wife credit. We only have one child, but when you think of his birth date, it's after the Super Bowl and before spring training in baseball starts. Now, that is talent.
0: No, 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 no. That is talent. You're you're too close to Valentine's Day. Well, well, (laughs) you (laughs) know. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> I just say that. Oh man, I'm to pick that. It
0: could, get trouble.
1: <laughs> um, but really, it was the timing, and we talked about this prior, right? Because if you have the child during football season, it, evidently it's going to be on a, on a Sunday and, and birthday. It's going to get in the way, right? So that can't have that. And then you know during baseball season. So we were prepared, um, and uh, we we started to tape. Uh, we figured out st- cycles and all that. We 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 figured out how long it takes to incubate and all that stuff. And we said, okay, boom, right around Mother's Day. And and that's, and that's what that's what happened. And then it, it came. And then it came out on the fifteenth of, uh, of February. So it's perfect timing. I got to thank my wife. Um, she she was uh, obviously integral as well into this uh, this scenario. She really thought about it, tried to figure out what is the best time, and and.
0: I, th- I think you're you're missing. There's somebody else you need to think.
1: Oh, yeah. My bad.
0: <laughs> I think there's somebody. Well, I had to make
1: up for Valentine's Day, and I got <laughs> flustered, so I I want to make sure I give my wife plenty of credit. Uh, so, yeah, I want to you know be in the doghouse. So, yes, man upstairs. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So you know from the Jets camp. Uh, we got the last game here, the fourth preseason game for the Jets. Just like uh, Cleveland will get the fourth game this year, uh, Aaron's going to play. He's going to start. Uh, I think they're looking at about two series. Uh, what he said in this press conference is that it's really a flow and a feel of how many how many snaps or series he's going to get. Um, they asked him, "What if you go two, three and outs? Would he come out again?" He says, "It all depends." Um, he's just not. I have a feeling it's as long as the line is looking good, Aaron's going to play. I don't think he's going to play more than two two or three series and then he's out. And people are saying, well, Aaron, why is he playing in the preseason? He's never played in the preseason with Green Bay. You know, new system. I know he's got Hackett, but this Hackett's calling the plays now. When he was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, LaFleur called the plays. So Hackett is calling the plays. So he's got to get used to that play calling. And you got to get some type of assemblance with your wide receivers. He's never played with these guys before. The same thing hey, not so. call the plays in Green Bay he did not he did not and that is factual not um not that's not what I think that's what I know um is true
0: that's interesting yeah that's interesting his yeah. role yeah. his role with Denver he wasn't the play caller though right or I don't know
1: he- with his role in Denver if he was the play caller I just know that he wasn't the play caller for Green Bay and that was the floor and that's and a lot of times they butted heads and it, well he was a two-time MVP, but for some reason, Aaron gives Hackett all the credit for his success. So I don't know what Hackett did during the game. Um, you know, in the practices that made Aaron feel so yeah secure with Hackett. But hey Jet fans, I'm gonna be we gotta be real about it. Hackett has never called plays for Aaron Rodgers. We don't know how he's gonna call plays in certain situations, right? Is he going to let Aaron kind of run with things? Um, and, and so, you now how does that yeah. work, right? Because I think that was part of the problem that LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers had was not calling the plays. We know uh, it was in Tampa, right, with, with Brady and um, um, Arians. I think Arians told them, like, you cannot call your own plays. That's, that's what we got Lefkowitz for, right? And, and they were butting heads all the time. And, and I, I think that's kind of where – that relationship went sour, but I think they allowed Tom to call some plays, and then they kind of uh, Tom, took off.
0: Tom, Tom TB twelve had had a little bit of autonomy there, right? It, it, and it goes without saying, right? Yeah, all you got to do is hold up your hands and and look at right, look sure, at all the right. rings, and you get that. Um, I, I'm not as concerned with, or you know, <laughs> take from it what you will, but I'm not as concerned with with Hackett. In with the Jets as compared to the Broncos, right? Even if he did call, I don't know if he called or not with the Broncos, but I think the familiarity he has with Rodgers, um, I think Rodgers is going to have a, a larger voice than maybe what Wilson did in Denver, and I think their their tightness, their the closeness that they have between Hackett and Rodgers, I think they'll be just fine. So. Um, but it, it it is interesting to your point, right? Tight situations, I think it's going to fall to Aaron, right? What are you seeing? Okay, go with this or give him a couple options, right? He's going to be, you know, giving a couple options and telling them if none of those look good to you, Aaron, you do what you do.
1: But, and I think a player of Aaron's stature in the league and what he's accomplished allows for that to happen, to give that leeway to your quarterback to see that. I think whenever you have an elite quarterback, whether it's Rodgers or any of the top, quarterbacks in this league as of today i still think you have to give them that flexibility to to um they're in a the flow of a game right they're in the middle of it the coaches are from the sidelines so um obviously coaches can see things from the tape and, and whatnot but i don't know i i think you all have the great some from freedoms
0: i i remember when when kelly was calling the place when they had the k gun and it just made sense right not everybody can do that <laughs> And you can't do that in the early part of your career, right? You you've got to have been in a, a spot where you have seen everything, right, or almost everything. You've seen it all. You've experienced it all. You had highs and you've had lows, right? So that now you're processing. And when you're in those meetings from Monday to Saturday, right, you and the OC, you guys got to be in lockstep. And the only thing he's doing is what we just talked about, what's going to happen with Rodgers and and with Hackett for the most part, right, Um, is where, you know, this is what I'm seeing, right? You know, safety highs are coming over. You you, got to see that, recognize that, right? This guy's coming down in the box. Okay, very good, right? And then let him generate, whether it be run, pass, if it's pass, short, medium, long, right, and and just go from there um, and assess the talent. And, And, you know, it helps you real time know where your weaknesses are, when you're when you're in that huddle when you're breaking that huddle you know when you're at the line you know which of your linemen are are feeling it that day right you know which one of your linemen may be getting up a little bit slow and you know kind of grunting a little bit to the to the huddle. so in in a case like that you know maybe all of a sudden you're if, especially if you're gonna hand the ball off you're gonna hand it off to the opposite side right right yeah. <laughs> because you know that that may be the weakness or that may be the strength. Your guy may be coming back like I'm killing this guy, right? So then you just you keep feeding him, right? You right. Keep charge, yep. you yeah. keep feeding. So you know, so I, I think it's a good thing, but you know, you have to have a certain quarterback. I think you have the quarterback there. Um and, and you know, I, I'm not really worried. I don't think you're worried about it at all. Uh as a football fan, I'm not worried. Um, as a Bills fan, you know, let Hackett call it.
1: Well, <laughs> you, know, and, and, you know, the name Hackett for Jet fans does not bring a lot of confidence in the past, right? His, his father was an offensive coordinator, and I'll tell you, he would call some doozies there. You just left scratching your head. You're like, dude, we're in a dogfight, and that's the play calling? You're getting that conservative? Oh, it, it, it was rough there. Uh, I remember being up at the top of the stands trying to yell up to the press box, are you kidding me with these calls? Okay. It worked at
0: Tecmo Bowl. I,
1: I don't know why it wouldn't work here. <laughs> but I'll tell you the one thing before we go we jump to, to the next one. Zach Wilson, I, I give him even more credit. Um, uh, he is listening to Ann Rogers, and you can start to see the changes in him as a quarterback in the pocket and how he's reading the defense and what, what he's doing, how he's throwing the football, just his whole. The top half to the lower half, it, it's really starting to look more and more like Aaron Rodgers. And so, again, we don't know what, how it's going to turn out with this young man. We don't know when Aaron Rodgers decides to retire what's going to happen to Zach Wilson. But I give him credit that he's not sulking. He's going out and learning and soaking up as much knowledge as he can. Will that turn out and relate on a football field to a long career as a starter once Aaron goes? Re- I don't know. But it's, it's nice to see that he's not looking at it as – Dang, this guy took my spot.
0: Didn't we say this two years ago?
1: Yes, I and look and, and what I'm going to say is, you've said it from the very beginning. I, I heard you say it a million times. A young quarterback needs a very good veteran to teach him.
0: And you, you guys decided time. to go with Joe Flacco, right your you went with joe Flacco and we talked about it on this show Flacco was only interested in looking at the direct deposit on tuesday yeah. that's the only thing you can see it in his expression on the field he didn't want to be out there and god forbid somebody got hurt and he was placed as the certain or as the as the quarterback he was like oh no and you can but not see only that did,
1: it did we do it once we did it twice with joe Flacco Yes, you did. But then we had to bring him back a second time, which what w- was was mind-boggling. And so, but you didn't give him a good veteran backup where mm-hmm. you can teach uh Zach. But at the end of and the Steve, day,
0: and Steve, yeah. you did you didn't need to bring in a a Super Bowl winning all-pro Future Hall of Famer. You didn't need to do no. that. Right? You could have had one of those guys who could truly be a mentor. You could have even have one of the McCown boys be a mentor. Right? Well, the,
1: in fairness, Jet fans were were saying why wouldn't you bring Josh McCown in as a coach? Yep. Right. Yep. And so, I mean, the Jet fans were really clamoring to say, "Hey, let's go. That was only drooling like this guy would be a really good mentor uh for him, um uh, but, you know, it it didn't work out. But Again, you can't control what you control. We're we're, we're in it now, so sure. I think I give Zach the credit for so taking it all in and uh, and and trying to resurrect his career from when Aaron goes. Because look, Aaron sat for four years. Jordan Love sat for four years. Zach, you can sit for four or two years and come in in your fifth, and you'll still have plenty of time left in your career to make money and play the game and hopefully play it at, at a high level. And so you know learn just sit, sit and learn and he's doing it so
0: absolutely that's
1: my jet my jet report
0: here going into going into the last preseason game all right um i don't know if i start with the mic drop right now um i i will say though um you know we're heading into the final preseason oh, i don't like these riddles Now i'm trying to figure yeah.
1: out mike, mike mike
0: yeah 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 but uh we're heading into, into the final preseason game against chicago um we are gonna get some play from the starters after what transpired against Pittsburgh. We need to play four quarters. For, forget playing, you know, just one drive or one series or a couple series. Um, but obviously, you know, if anything bad were to happen, um, you know, like we, we had a, a bad injury last week, you know, that that that's oh. tough. Um, so you you know, you want to get out of this as, as injury free as possible. Timing is going to be of the key, right? Make sure that everybody is locked in. Uh, What will be interesting will be the position battles for probably wide receiver four, five, six, uh, and maybe seven if they keep the seventh. Um, You know, there are some names that are out there. um, Fan favorite like Andy Isabella. You know, I'm loving this kid. Forget all the hype and the noise. I'm loving this kid, right? I love speed. I love speed at wide receiver and he's got it. Um, adding to that, you know, he he provides that kickoff punt return type value. And especially being, you know, a little bit further down in the wide receiver depth chart, one of the key things is after I, you know, have a long punt return or I have a punt return or a kickoff, you're not expecting me to be on the field for that, exact, that next down, right? And so I get a chance to get a blow. I love this kid, right? And he runs all the routes, but he's got that speed. So I, I'm really hoping for him. But obviously, when when you take one, you got to give one, right? And the question is, who do you give, right? And there's been a lot of a lot of guys out there that have had good camps. I think that are more destined for the practice squad. Uh, but then you have Khalil Shakir. And you heard me last year, all last year, hyping up this kid. Uh, you know, he's good. He's great. Um, you know, they they went with Shakir over Hodgson, uh, who ended up going to the Giants. I get that. You you had um, Isaiah McKenzie and, and Shakir kind of playing the same thing. And ultimately, it was Shakir that won out. Well, now, you know, he's the guy on the bubble. Right and will the Isabella's of the world or some of the other guys surplant him? And I don't think so. I I do believe that the Bills are are right now all in on what Khalil Shakir can do. And you know we've seen him do some great things. We need to see him do greater things. You know in, when it comes to actually playing the game. Now you know he's had a solid camp, but he's had a couple of the drops. Right? You were talking about Corey Davis with the with the drops. It hasn't been. A lot, but you know, especially when you're in training camp, one seems like a hundred, right? Two seems like a thousand, right? And so you don't want to have that on tape. You don't want to have a situation where the ball hits you in the hands or in the numbers, and you're not coming down with it, right? Because that, that will definitely be something that, that they'll focus on. So I wish him all the best. Uh with this last one. I still am really pushing for Isabella. I know we picked him up as a free agent which is good and bad, right? It's good for the fact that maybe you can slide him under the radar, but he's done, you know, we've been bringing out, you know, just highlights and speaking highly of him. And when you do that, right, there's other coaches, there's other GMs that are, you know, looking around. And so you run that risk. So I, I don't know, we'll see, but uh, that, that's one of the big things. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we are struggling still, To replace Tremaine Edmonds. And and the irony is that we're playing the Chicago Bears, right, Uh, where Tremaine signed that massive, massive deal to go to the Bears. Um, It's something that we're going to need to watch out for. Everybody that I've listened to, everybody that I've read, they've talked about uh, the ability to call the place. I'm not worried about that right? Because you don't have to have your middle linebacker call the place. You don't have to have your linebacker call the place, right? We got two guys in the back that see everything and know everything. And I'm talking about Jordan Poyer and Micah High. They could be the ones to be able to make the calls, right? I'm not worried about that. But what I am worried about is that what we have decided to put in as the fill-ins have not worked to the point where you're putting a, a, a A.J. Klein in there, right? He's good as maybe a backup or a injury replacement, but he's not good on a day one starter. That that should not be where you are. That concerns me, Stevie D. It, 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 sometimes I, I think that the evil geniuses at work, right, think that, you know, they have it all figured out and we don't need this. But if we add this sauce plus this, right, we'll come back with either equal or better. And sometimes you don't. Um, And and I think that they may have missed on this early. I'm hoping, uh, and maybe that's what they're hoping for too. Um, Let's see what happens on cut down. Because remember, cut down, there's only one cut down, right, right? which is crazy. Just a side note, which is crazy. We've gone from three to two to one. Right. right and so now now you just have the one massive cut down everything happens right you you reduce the the team to 53 you put you put your guys i think it's 12 guys maybe a little bit more 12, your practice, 12. you put your 12 on your practice squad right all that has to be said and i i believe that it, that's what the 29th i believe it's a
1: tuesday uh cut down day is tuesday after the final preseason game
0: yeah which is the 29th. Yeah. So that that'll be on the 29th. So uh we'll we'll see what the final rosters look like. Also again it's not the schedule. final rosters. Think about that. That's just to get you to the frenzy, right? Then it's
1: like okay, who are we going to steal from what teams? No, no, that, that, that this that's right? true. And you got that little frenzy, right?
0: Uh, uh, on this, that Tuesday, right? And, and, this uh, is true. So if you if you're going to start hard. a Madden franchise, I probably would wait until the Friday. Right, to let all that dust settle, right, right? And, and then you can start your Madden franchise. Little, little PSA out there for the Madden <laughs> players. <laughs> so, and, and then you know, you know, before I hit the mic drop. Um, well, I got some things for you before you hit
1: the mic drop about your Buffalo Bills. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, from a corner uh, corner uh, uh, position, right? You got White, you got Bedford, and you got Elon. What's happening there? <clears throat> How's that shake up at the number two spot?
0: You, and, see and you, got Dane, and you got Dane Jackson and you got and Dane, Dane Jackson. Jackson. Okay. So Dane Jackson really is your, your first corner over there uh, or your second corner, right? Trey white has got <laughs> one locked in and then really it's the battle between the three. Now the talk before camp started is that it was going to be Jackson and Elam kind of battling it out and move Benford to safety. Benford Made his name, uh, late round draft pick last year, made his name uh, in minicamp and in training camp. Actually was a surprise day one starter for the Bills. Uh, Played well. Played well. Played well enough where even with Trey White out and even with Dane Jackson there, he was the one that put Kyrie Elam to the bench. Your first round draft pick right, out of the University of Florida. He put him to the bench. And he played well where, you know, he he seems to be a ball hawk, right? He knows he's able to high point the ball. He's able to, you know, he was able to get a lot of interceptions, a lot of deflections. Then he got hurt, right? And as he got hurt, then you started to see the Bills kind of transition to Elam. And then what they did that I thought was a mistake, we talked about it on the show, was they brought Trey White back, I think, a little too early. Right. But I think they brought him back because they were worried about what was happening at the corner position. So now let's fast forward to now. Um, You have two guys who have now been in the system right for, um, you know, a full season. Uh, You have both guys that are healthy. I'm going to just mumble the words bust um uh you know you start to wonder about your first round pick now Sean McDermott in the way he plays rookies, everybody can make excuses but I'm going to tell you just like Dalton Kincaid he's a first round draft pick and he is shining right I know he's a tight end not corner we're talking a corner, but I'm using this as an example he's shining right and by him shining he's getting reps. Kair Elam was not shining. And so he was forced to the bench. Kair Elam is still not shining, which means that he's in a battle between the incumbent Dane Jackson and also a fellow rookie in Christian Bedford. That's to be – that is very concerning, right? And you're drafting a guy who is in Elam who was a press coverage guy with the University of Florida. Bills play more zone, right? Again, I understand you should be, I hate the word should, right? I I hate the word should because now you're able to hedge your bet when you say should. But you should be able to transition. If you are that special, you should be able to transition from one to the other, right? Just what it is. Um, And if he's not, then he's not that special, which means that you made a mistake. And they, they have to realize that. Um, I don't want, which happens all the time for, uh, GMs and coaches to save face is to just kind of be pigheaded with it and let their ego drive it and say, no, we got to keep playing this guy. We got to keep this guy. If he's not the guy, he may still have value. You let him go. Yeah. I, I will say that. I like all of his intangibles. If you remember on OW sports, I've, I wanted this guy. Right, I, I called for him. We drafted him. It's just not working out.
1: And that that's the that's the the pickup, right? It, you just don't know when it comes to first round picks who are going to yeah. be studs and who's going to be duds, right? And so my my last one is around Gabe Davis. I, I believe he came back and started practicing this week, or maybe late last week. What's the deal with Gabe Davis? Is he healthy? Is he ready to go?
0: Fully um, healthy. Okay. F- f- fully healthy. He he's had he's had a good camp. Um, the problem with Gabe Davis, and I guess I forgot it. I didn't talk about it last year, right? Not just me, everybody. Um, everybody remembers Gabe Davis from the Kansas City Chiefs game where he goes for, you know, oh, 8 you for 200 with four touchdowns. Insane game. On the national spotlight, on the national stage, in the spotlight, goes off, right? And so now everybody's like, oh, Gabriel Davis, Gabriel Davis. But Gabriel Davis got hurt early last year, right? And when he got hurt, it it plagued him for about a good six, seven weeks, right? Man, man. And, but everybody's looking to see the guy from last year that just had that explosive. And he had the big game, or he had the big catch against Pittsburgh, the 98-yarder. If you guys remember, we were backed up to the two. Josh hits him at the 50, and he's gone, right? Had to fight Micah Fitzpatrick for the ball, but he still, he was gone, right? Every, you, you had splash plays, but you, you didn't see the Kansas City game. You didn't see the toe-tap swag guy that we saw before that, right? Um, and that's because he was a little hobbled. Well, he's not hobbled this year, right? Matter of fact, made a great catch against Pittsburgh in the last game. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that play was called back, like many others were called back because of the undisciplined play by the team. At, you know, I'm trying to calm down. But you know he he was out there and he was making big plays. So uh, you know Gabe, I think is is primed. You know he's out there to to prove the naysayers uh, wrong. He's out there because uh, this is his third, so he's got one more year before the end of his contract. Right, third round pick, so he's he's going to be playing for money and also playing for pride and playing for you know playing for a team. Not worried about Gabe. I think uh, you know Gabe and Diggs, uh, which is something I want to talk about later, um, not necessarily Bills, but uh, Gabe and Diggs, um, are going to be a nice one-two punch. Um, and, and that's probably why we didn't go after D-Hop. So, um, Stevie D, let, let me. Yeah, I'm waiting for this mic job. Let me, you know, and I thought I had an extra microphone, and I don't want to do it with my mic. Right?
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. You have more microphones than I know of. How could you not locate a microphone
0: for this? Because I've been trying to clean up. <laughs> I've been selling stuff on eBay and Facebook and yard sales, you know. <laughs> you know, and you try to get a good price for it. You're like, this microphone was used on OW Sports Podcast. <laughs> Did you find it? Did you give out the autograph? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, you were talking about all the visitors that you had there. But nothing compares to... Number seven in your program, number one in your heart, Mr. Michael Vick. Comes to Who? Orchard Park. Who? Hey, don't, don't play, don't play oh, me. He's not bigger than Method Man. All right, not bigger than right. Method Man. Oh, yes, he is. Way bigger. Way bigger than Method Man. Yeah, Method Man's falling off. Yes, so you're in a
1: former Jet. To your camp, that's great. I th- I think that's great that you brought in a of jet. Team. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we brought in Ty Johnson too. You remember? We want to know everything we need to know about what's going on in in, in New Jersey. So yeah, no, Mike Vick was there. It was good All to right. see Mike. What, um, what
1: brought him to uh, town? What I have to no Lincoln? idea.
0: I have no idea. Um, I don't. I don't know where the link is, and it may be McDermott somewhere. I don't know, uh, but McDermott was beaming with pride, but. <laughs> all the players were beaming with pride was McDermott uh, with
1: Philly at all before yeah. Carolina. He may yeah.
0: had that connection with Philly with Mike maybe there. so, maybe so. So
1: that's cool. So, so that, you, you had him in town.
0: That, that was good. And so uh, again, when I said Mike yeah, drop, yep. that's for Mike Vick. All right. So, all right. and then, so this, uh,
1: so you, you have Michael Vick. Um, and so you mentioned Ty Johnson, um, I think it's a nice little pickup um, uh, of Ty Johnson. He's he's very fast. Um, I didn't like him so much as a running back, but when he catches that ball in space, he is fast. And I'll tell but you what, if you're going to get fast. into a brawl, if you're going to get into a brawl, Ty Johnson's my guy. Give me Ty all day, every day. because I, I don't know tough. where to use him, right? I, I, I don't think yeah, we're going to have yeah. – depth right he he Where? can, can put return he can care if, if something were to happen and you I, need won
0: I won Isabella I don't need Johnson and I got Isabella on the roster
1: I'm just saying I know I, depth, I, no, right? I, I, I hear pool, you right?
0: I, I right. hear you this goes back into the whole Naheem Hines conversation before he got sure. hurt right Ty Johnson really is the Naheem Hines replacement yeah. that that's yeah. really what he is right I
1: mean Ty was behind Brees Hall Michael Carter, Bam Knight, and then there was Ty. Now, you could say Ty Johnson was ahead of Bam Knight in the beginning of the season, and then Bam, Bam Knight overtook him as RB3 for the Jets. But uh, I'd I you, you got a, a tough guy, a tough guy. And I wish him all the best because I, I thought the Jets did him wrong. Um, yeah, I don't want him dumb. to go to Buffalo. I'm glad he's back in playing for a team. I did not want to see him in a division because he's got the chip on the shoulder against the Jets, and now we got to face him twice. I don't know how much he's going to get on the field
0: uh, against the Jets, anyway. It, it sounds uh, like Lawyer Malloy, all over again. It sounds like Lawyer Malloy, you know. And one lawyer, big-
1: lawyer got his revenge in Week One. That's right. Your season didn't end so well. The rest
0: of the year. but that's all right. That's all right. This this could be the same thing here, you know. Get that revenge.
1: If, if I if I have to take the early one to have the the rest of the season success, I'll do that.
0: All, all of this that. is you learn from your mistakes. So, and that was a di- that was a different uh, coaching staff. That was a different administration that we have there. But yes, you bring him in for week one. Open up the special sauce. Tell James, hey, you're going to start 15 or 16 of the 17 games. Ty, lace it up, baby. <laughs> so I, you know, I want to continue part two of my rants DVD. Oh. Yeah, and, and you know, let, let's have a little conversation on this. Part two of my rant. You were you remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were talking about Clickbait, right? Okay. We were talking about all of those articles that are out there um, that say so and so is going to sign with such and such, right? You, you see all this, all these trade rumors that come out there, um, and you know they're they're vague enough, but detailed enough. To make you click right and you're like then you start reading this article of a word salad that makes no sense right for the first three paragraphs, then you get to the bottom, and they barely even mention what what the the headline and and what the what the picture were were about right it's all this clickbait crap that's out there, and you know if you if you're not good enough to write an article, you know they, they need to start, you know, banning these guys from all this nonsense, however. There is a talking head on the four-letter network, and, and since we we are not big enough for them to, for us to come after us on ESPN, by the name of Stephen A. Smith. You know the receding hairline guy. You know the big guy that wants to talk and just flap his gums all the time, right? I used to I used to be a fan of Stephen A. But Stephen A. is hiding behind his sources right? So that he's not the one that you can fully come at. Stephen A. wanted to rehash an old, and I'll have to say that he's rehashing something old, rehashing an old um, idea. I'm going to call it an idea that was floating around that Stefan Diggs wanted to be traded. Let me start by saying, Stephen A., if you're listening to this one, that that goes back to the Pro Bowl game where digs from the Bills and digs from the Cowboys were playing around on the field, right? Having a good time talking to reporters about how it's great to be on the field at the same time. Trayvon said that, you know, he would love for Stefan to come to Dallas. That's what he said. Stefan said, I love playing in Buffalo. I love my guy, Josh. Now, just think about this, Stephen A. Why would Stefan leave Josh to go play with Dak? Just think about that one. Just think about it. And I'll let you marinate on that one, right? If anything, Trayvon should come to the Bills, but Trayvon gets beat a lot, so the <laughs> Bills don't want him, all right? So let, let me continue. This happened back at the Pro Bowl. Now you, you are not good enough to get good content, so you start making up content. Oh yeah. I think Diggs is gonna, you know, gonna get traded to or wants to get out of his contract because they think he's a malcontent from when he was at Minnesota, which he wasn't, but I think he's gonna want to go to Dallas. And then it started to get some legs. And Diggs was quiet, didn't talk about it, right? Where are they getting this from? Because a guy wants to win. Because a guy wants, you know, to is a little upset with his OC, first year OC, and a guy is tired of losing in the, in the championship games. Again, Stephen A being quiet, sitting on the sidelines. This is all put to bed. All of this is put to bed. Then all of a sudden, here comes Stephen A. Sources say Diggs wants out of Buffalo. Well, this time it's Stephen spread.
1: A. Like wildfire. It because did. Stephen A was a name on the story. Exactly. And it went wild. I cannot believe it.
0: You need to be responsible, Stephen right. A. You need to be responsible. Thank God, Stephon Diggs replied minutes after this came out and said, No, absolutely not. Who are your sources? I love it in Buffalo. Josh is my guy. And put that out there. Right. But of course, the uh, Stevie D, what happens? Right. It's done. It's the, the The headline is on page one. <coughs> the rebuttal comes on page six. Right. So everybody wants to go with the Stevie D. Oh, Diggs is being the now, now Diggs is getting the one getting bashed in this. Right. He's a diva. He's a male content. You have people that are supposedly Bills fans. Good written. Well, if if you're a Bills fan, and you're only looking at Stephen A., and you're not looking at your guy, then I need to question your Bills fandom, right? You claim Bills Mafia. Let me tell you, Bills Mafia was on it faster than anybody else, refuting all of this. But we shouldn't have to do this if you are responsible journalists. And I wondered why Stephen A. would do this. Why would Stephen A. Smith want to come attack the Buffalo Bills? Obviously, Stephen A. being from New York City, right? And we went through this whole geography lesson that Stevie D. provided us, that New York City is its own country, right? It's its own place. It has its own capital. Forget about Albany, Syracuse, Rochester, and Buffalo, and everything in between. It's all New York City. But you would think that he would expand his borders and listen and try to get the facts.
1: Well, <clears throat> it's irresponsible journalism, right? We've talked about this. I, I gave you my feelings on it that, mm-hmm. you know, a teammate may read into that and may not believe Stefan Diggs, right? And now you may be creating a dissension in the clubhouse that's not there. Now you're going to – now Steve uh, Stefan Diggs has to go in front of his teammates and tell his teammates this is this is not real.
0: Robert Sala started this. That's the source. That's the source. Look at
1: you this. this is how it starts, people.
0: This is how it starts. That, well, you just you just laid out the roadmap. I'm playing clue. It makes sense. But,
1: but it, 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 you're, you're deflecting here, but you know, it, it's um there there's something to that where it could cause unnecessary heartache in a clubhouse. And angst amounts reporters in Buffalo. Now, Stefan Diggs has got to answer the question. And people are going to dissect his body language, how quickly he was to answer the question, even though he didn't in social media. It's just something that doesn't need to be. And we have to be responsible. And to your point about clickbait. So, today, uh, there, was a tr- there was multiple trades in the NFL today by the Ar- Arizona Cardinals. But there was one trade in particular that caught my eye. And it said... Uh, Isaiah Simmons traded to the Giants. And I and I refuse to click on it. I refuse to click on it because I'm like, you're not getting me with another fake headline of a trade because everybody's throwing a thing out there that's saying there's a trade going down. And I click on it, and I'm like, they go in. It's kind of like what you said. They, they kind of go into something that says, well, this I, I think this would make a good trade. But you, the headline says trade. And so I'm, I'm not getting sucked in. Until later, I really truly found out that it got traded. I was like, "Right." <laughs> I, I didn't click the link because I'm like, "I'm not falling for it. I'm not giving you that click." But thing. see, that's the problem. That
0: you miss out on the real story yeah. because you got these idiots trying to drive up their clicks with the, this fake garbage, yeah. and that was a real story. Yeah. Right. It was with and I and I and I refused to fall for it
1: today. Um, so I, I heard about the trade early, but I refused to click on the link until. It got validated later on other on other media posts uh, as it started spreading like wildfire. But uh, you know, like Yard Barker, and not that I want to promote Yard Barker by giving them by by saying their name, but they're they're awful. Clutch points, awful with these stories that that are not real, and they're 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 making proposed trades, but they're not saying proposed trade. They're saying right. trade. And, and it, it, it's awful. Um, and it, it's Well, the, the latest
0: one, at least the latest one that's come my way, I think I was telling you, is Buff- – well, first of all, Buffalo is linked to any running back that is available that has had a successful season, right? Because it was Saquon Barkley. It was – let me go back. It was Christian McCaffrey. Then it was Saquon Barkley. Then it was Delvin Cook. And now it's Jonathan Taylor. Okay, let's think about this, right? Just let, let's put logic to the front Full. You barely have enough cap room to sign your own guys, yet you're going to take on a guy who was holding out because he wants more money. Just but let's start true. there. <laughs> All right. and that's base, basic mathematics, right? You, you don't have to be advanced and logic and logic let's go to the next one you drafted a guy in the second round which by nfl standards a second round draft pick is really a first round draft pick right because they we don't draft running backs in the first round so that's but that's where you drafted james cook right You have come out and said that James Cook is your guy. You let Devin Singletary go, you let Zach Moss go. Not that they were world beaters, but you let those guys go because you got your guy, right? So James Cook is your guy. Your offensive coordinator, who's the one calling the plays, Ken Dorsey, has come out publicly and said that James Cook is a three-down running back. First down, second down, third down. Okay, if we happen to get to fourth down, he comes off the field along with Josh and everybody else. All right. So he is your guy. Stevie D, I'm going in order. Then on top of that, you have signed Latavius Murray and Damian Harris. Now, Harris has been hurt for a lot of training camp. I get that. But Murray has stepped up and played as if, even though he's like 32, 33, he's played like he's 22 or 23, right? And he's the type of big back that you like, right? He, If you had to bring Cook off the field, you could put Murray in there, short yardage, right, you know, be able to pound the ball, all those things. And Harris will get healthy. Plus, there's other guys that, you know, you can bring off the bench to back him up. You don't need to trade for these big name, big contract guys, right? I would have done that if I had Singletary Moss and didn't have Cook and Harris and Murray and and thinking, you know, I have to upgrade my running back. What do I do? But these guys don't think. And so now you look at, you know, obviously Miami's in the same boat, right? Because they say Taylor's going to go to Miami. But stop putting Buffalo in it, right? Stop putting Buffalo in it. Because there's there's no need for it. Hey, 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 hey that's right. There, there there's there's no need for it, right? And again, it goes back to the clickbait. But I'll do. I'll finish this with one more thing, Stevie D. The casinos are just as bad. They're putting bets down? prop The odds of where Jonathan Taylor gets traded, the Bills are five to one. The Bills should be five thousand to one. So,
1: find the one about, is a
0: legitimate favorite but, for a trade.
1: You, you talked about the money, which is huge, right? Because you don't have the money for this year. He wants a new contract, and really, can you afford his contract in years two, three, and four if you made the trade? But think about this: if you have James Cook in your high, and he's the kid's going to be a beast. He's going to get his opportunity this year. Stays healthy, he's going to be a, a well above average running back in the league. Why would I trade? a potential first round pick. Thank you. Or a second that, round pick or second and third round pick.
0: Why would I give a, my draft capital away? If you see what Jared just put, that's exactly what I'm saying. We are good yeah. with our running backs. I'm sorry, CBD, go ahead. No, I, I'm just
1: saying, why would you trade your draft capital for the future? Because when you're, when you're a good football team, you're paying people some pretty darn good money. At some point, right? You have to make difficult decisions, and you need to draft capital to replace those guys that want the, the big-time dollars with young players to reset that position, that dollar value in that position. Why would I give up trade capital of a first, second, or a two and a three? I, I don't see ooh, that, that that's, that's a little bold. bold.
0: That, that's that's bold. a little bold. <laughs> I, I, I like where you're going. <laughs> but That's a little bold maybe in the first quarter of the first game <laughs> that's a little bull- oh did that, hurt? Did, did that hurt a little bit let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit i you know yeah. al woods
1: al woods you know quentin williams uh quentin jefferson in the middle i don't know if cook is an outside guy or an inside guy but they're taking sh- he's taking some shots at you guys so
0: <laughs> Josh Pryor with, with james cook and and stuff so all good but yeah, to your point though, CBD, and, and and we will wrap that one up. I mean, in all fairness, right? You only have so much to continue. We talked about what what Tampa did, right? You sell your soul, you get rid of everybody. You look at what the Rams did most recently; they sold their soul, they got rid of everybody, and now it takes a long time to kind of uh, rebuild, right? And, and to kind of just keep the keep everything going. Hey, I'm not gonna do, don't, don't I'm forget
1: not. to include the Jets in that. The Jets will have to pay that price, right? The fans don't may not they they're saying they want the short term success, which is nice because you haven't had it. But the Jets will pay for that, and and the way Aaron Rodgers reworked that contract, the Jets will pay for that years after he's gone. And it, and people are going to say, well, why couldn't we re sign Sauce Gardner? No. Why do we have to let Garrett Wilson go? Because they're going to want the money when the time is due, and we won't have it because we have dead money.
0: With with Ann Rogers. So you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So uh, you know, again, responsible journalism, Stephen A, I expect more out of you. I I truly think Stephen A is trying to drum up something with Shannon coming over, right? Because Shannon left Skip. Right. And so now Shannon's going over to ESPN. Hey, James. Uh, Sh- Shannon is going over to ESPN. That's whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa. James, James, no, no love for me, but what's up for that. Nice.
0: It's, it's, with it's that? Family, it's family, man. It's I, family. I, I know, but so if he's family, we're family, right? We are, we are. But you got green back there. Hey, you remember? Sometimes you gotta look past the green. You you got blinders on that only anything happens in New York City. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> you got me there, uh, and you you are right. And you, James, yeah, you're absolutely right. Right, and and I'm thinking, why did this happen? You're trying to drum it up for your show. We'll see when Shannon gets over there, right? We know that you know different personalities between Stephen A. and, and um Skip. What was happening over there, you know, with with Fox Skip. Sports? I it, it's. I think Shannon brings over something right that's going to be great for them. Uh, see, see, now you got a feeling bad.
1: Love, man, that's love right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, you know, I, that's I what know. I'm talking
1: about, Mr. Hall. That's what we're talking about.
0: So, but you know, only time will tell. But responsible journalism, right? Enough with the clickbait, and, and we need to have responsible journalism out there. Um, because there's, there's more to just the click, right? There's more to just the headline. And so, um, two more things that I want Stevie D before, before we do wrap this one up. One, I saw an article on John Murphy. Many of you may not know who John Murphy is. Obviously Bill's mafia. You do. He's been the play-by-play for the Buffalo bills since Van Miller left and retired. And then obviously went on. We also lost Rick Jenner, Oh, um, One of the greatest hockey announcers ever, right? Um, Was he a Sabres guy? Yeah, he was. He was. And, yeah, big loss. They're going to have a tribute for him this Sunday. But on to John Murphy. So before the Bengals game, John Murphy is scheduled to fly out to go to Cincinnati for the Monday night game. And, you know, he took ill, didn't know what it was. Um, you know, a couple nights or, or maybe a night later, ended up going to the hospital, did not travel with the team uh, to go to Cincinnati. Found out that he he actually was in the midst of having a stroke and had a stroke. Um, and so, you know, he was around care um, and, and, you know, they took good care of him. That game obviously was uh, the DeMar Hamlin game as well. So a lot really was happening, you know, within that area. John Murphy, you know, from a personal perspective, back when I was in high school, um, we actually started our own sports talk show. Um, yeah, it's, it's a long story. We had to do some project. I was like, oh, I listen to WFAN all the time. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. WFAN made its way to Buffalo, by the way, just to let you know. So I used to listen to Steve to Steve's mother, sort of, Steve Summers. Talking, in, kind in of like replayed. No, no, live. Live. I actually called my up, mind. You I really called up a couple times mind. to get on there. Smoozing the overnight with Steve. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we did a sports talk show. Uh, I kind of set up a little studio, went through the school, and um, I brought John Murphy in because I used to call up he I think he was on BEN at the time. I used to call up and, you know, kind of, you know, the little crackly voice guy talking to John Murphy. Anyways, he came in. It was great. Um, and then I've I've spoke to him a few times, whether it be in person back when I was at uh, WCT radio or uh, I've even called in. Right. And, you know, we've chatted, reminisced. And so I have a little bit of a bond, small bond, but I have a little bit of a bond. great guy. Um, and, it, you know, he wrote a book. He's detailing exactly what happened, uh, but very happy that he's recovering, right? And, you know, it was very shocking to hear everything that happened. And obviously, you know, he wasn't on air uh, and hasn't been on air to, to call uh, additional games right now. The other one that, that I want to talk about, Stevie D, this goes to both you and I. Um, I, I want to send uh, my condolences and my prayers to Jay who is um, a a family member of OW Sports. Um, And so uh, Jay, uh, his family suffered a loss, and and we're very sorry. Uh, And, Jay, we're with you, brother. If you need anything, you know, I I sent you in in a text and a message. If you need anything, you need to talk, just pick up the phone. Uh, Either I or Stevie D, we're here for you, man. So uh, I know you have a big support group, and – you know, take advantage of that. But if anything, anytime, anything, right. You even want to talk about how bad your Eagles will be. We'll be here to talk about that. Right. Just something to put a smile on your face. Right. Maybe, maybe in honor, you know, I still have a seat over here for, in Bill's mafia for you. Maybe you come over to the good side, you know, we'll, we'll see, but you know, just know in, in all seriousness, just know we're here for you. We love you um and if there's anything you know just let us know stevie d if you want to say anything on that if you're good yeah no
1: it, it's it's rough um uh, whenever you lose a family member a uh, close family member it's uh, it's really rough and just uh you know the condolences to him and his whole entire family during this you know difficult time it's uh there's no words it's just time right but the advice i give to anybody is just always remember and uh and always bring up the good times and laugh and joke about it. And you keep the memory alive every day. Um, if you don't talk about uh, a fr- friend or family member that passes, um, you do yourself uh, an injustice uh, because yeah. uh, it may make you cry, uh, but you'll have a lot of laughs and you keep that spirit, that memory alive, uh, whether it's at you know birthdays, holidays. Uh, so always, uh, always keep the spirit alive by, by talking about the person.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, CBD, uh, that's going to wrap this one up. We appreciate everybody. I, you know, Jared, I like that 6.0 yards per carry. I, I really do. Um, I like that I, more, more and more. That's sitting pretty good with me. I know that's your bold prediction. You know, let, let's make sure that, that we give him, you know, ample screen time with that prediction. Yeah. I really, really like it. He called the shot. Yeah, he did. I, I really like that one. Uh, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Um, certainly you can always check us out on our social media platforms. Um, maybe not Instagram right now, because somebody got us banned from Instagram. So we're having, to <laughs> we're having to try to find a way to get back. Uh, Who but, me? We, <laughs> but we are on X, right? And, and Facebook and YouTube and uh well X is Twitter. Uh you, you can find us out there social media and obviously you can go to YouTube, uh, rewatch any one of the videos that we have out there, and um we enjoy doing it. Again, our our, our apologies for being 24 hours and 30 minutes late, but uh we wanted to wanted to keep it going. So we're gonna see you guys next week. Um and for my co-host Stevie D V D.